Hello and welcome back to Fitness and or Fiction. Today in our episode, we are going to be discussing self-talk with a little peppering of internet influence on uh, fitness. A dash, a sprinkle. Some would say a sprinkle. Welcome back to Fitness or Fiction, a podcast dedicated to cutting through the hype of the health and fitness industry. Every week, we dig into a new topic and help you wade through the real information to make solid decisions on your fitness journey. Where do you want to go with this? Take <laughs> well, me, take me, paint me a word picture. Let me take you on a fantastic voyage. Coolio song, no big deal. Um, but what... I wanted to talk about, we, we dabbled a little bit talking about self-talk. I actually had a person, shout out to Andy. Uh, Andy sent me a message saying, hey, listen, I actually really like hearing kind of what self-talk looks like because that's something that people don't really talk about much. I do have times where I really work on kind of getting away from the negative self-talk or even getting a workout started. So uh, he said, that was impactful. I want to hear some more about that. So fair. I think that's a good thing for us to discuss. On the other end of it, I think that a lot of what people have surrounding fitness has been created with a backdrop of what they see on the internet because it's their experience. It's what they see. And for the average person, when you think about their self-talk, it's often highly influenced by what they've actually taken in in the last 72 hours in the internet. Well, the gym influence scene has changed significantly from the 80s and the 90s versus 2020 huge difference with the explosion of the internet and tiktok and all of that jazz before everyone thought the gym was just for big buff douchebags well and it used to be that physical culture was something that like a lot of it was just kind of underground you wouldn't know because you didn't have like really clear access whereas now if you want to go down that rabbit hole you can find out what's up and there's a lot of resources so there's a lot of things that are more things that are more mainstream now than they used to be and we can draw attention to this in a really positive way for example when i started olympic weightlifting in 2008 december um for me to get a pair of weightlifting shoes i had to take a tracing of my feet and then fax it to manitoba to a company called power firm that then created weightlifting shoes and sent them to me uh, fast forward in 2023, you can just drive to the mall and buy weightlifting shoes. Yeah. Even when I bought weightlifting shoes, which was whenever me and you started hanging out, when was that? 2012? Yeah, maybe 2012, 2013. So at that time, you couldn't find them in the stores. I had to buy them. You, I had to buy them from the Nike website directly, but that's when you could get raw Maleos from the Nike yeah. website. But you would not find them in a store. No, it, and you can find them in the Nike clearance section now. I've seen the Romaleo, like Romaleo 3s in the clearance section for 60 bucks. You should have called me. Yeah, well, it just shows you how far it's come. Yeah, and like I said, there's a, there's a positive side to that, and there's some, there's some challenges that come with that too. Like for the average person that, it, let's say somebody's having a hard time getting started with their workout. I talked to one of my clients this morning, and he said, you know what, this week was not a good week. I didn't stay on on with my um, eating and because of that my weight is up I'm not feeling good about it I was having a hard time getting my workouts in because my motivation's down and all this sort of stuff is going on but if you think about somebody that's in that sort of state and they go online and all they see is videos of like oh you got to crush your goals no excuses like that sort of stuff could really stack up on on their self-deprecating thoughts hmm. so 
Anyways, I thought that it would be a good thing to to discuss because I think it's pertinent to pretty much everyone, regardless of how it's uh, goal or phase. Yeah. So we've talked a little bit about self-talk. What if we start about self-talk and then we'll talk about kind of how, how the internet impacts us personally, because that's what we can talk about. So I don't know if I'm going down the way you want to go down with this conversation, but like the self-talk to start a workout. Yeah. Like what's your self-talk look like before you even like when you're just trying to get to the gym? So engagement self-talk is one of those things that I think if you set up your plan and your strategy well enough, you need less positive self-talk to get it to happen. There's less resistance. Yeah. So you're trying to, we've talked about this before, like you want to remove resistance. And for me, what really helps is knowing when I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. Like if I know I'm working out at this time, it's in my schedule, then nothing's going to overlap with it. And that's a big deal for me. That's just common like productivity hacks though of like if you're scheduled, it's more likely to get done. Right. However, when I have a workout on the weekend and I haven't done that, let's, we can talk about what it's, the reality is because it's not a perfect world. It's like, okay, well, I have another two workouts to get done. I have Saturday, Sunday before the new week starts. I got to get a workout both days. When the kids are around and we haven't made plans yet, it's pretty hard to schedule it in and say, well, everything needs to revolve around my schedule because kids take priority on the weekend. That's my commitment. So when it's that way, for me, getting a workout started is gauging the room to see if they're interested in doing that because if my kids will join me, it gets easier for me as well. Yeah. I get to model positive behavior and that sort of stuff. But even having put in that time to be like, is anybody interested in doing this? Like, well, what's our plans for the day? Because I would like to get the following done. Mm -hmm. And then the in inevitable question comes in, how much time do you need and all that sort of stuff? And then the third degree of this is like, okay, so I was planning on doing that at three. I'm having a good time hanging out with the kids. How do I get started? Um, I think the best way to get started is to be like, you know what? I'm just going to go in and do one exercise and see how it goes. Yeah. If I'm having a hard time getting my stuff going, that is the that is the way I do it. It's like, well, I'm just going to do one. We'll see if I have time for a second. Yeah. And often it ends up being a whole workout, but giving the old college try for at least one can get your foot in the door. Yeah, I think that's really important for me. Is it similar for you? Or are you talking more on like the the why am I doing this and all that sort of stuff side of no, things? No, I don't think we need to go into the why, but yeah, same thing. Like. Um, I don't have my workouts structured right now. Back when we used to work in the same gym together, my workouts were very structured. Two o'clock was lifting time, you know? There was no ifs, ands, or buts. And now that I manage my own business, working from home with the sun, the workouts are much more sporadic and kind of like, well, now's the time to get it done. So I just got to go and get it done. And if so I- So there, there were no ifs, ands, or buts, but now there are ifs, ands, and dumpies? Because there's no, yeah, no dumpies, <laughs> dump trucks. <laughs> yeah, like just because it's not scheduled, it's not locked in. There's no- habitual routine going on anymore right um so to actually get it started is a little bit more of a challenge because before between the hours of two to four it was like there's nothing else to do like it's 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 just game time now whereas now there's always something else that i could be doing um how much harder is it since you became a father because you got you got two new things going on like for me when i was at the gym i had two kids already when i left world health i had a third um but that was a paradigm that I was already dealing with. So the big shift for me was being at home. So there's this, this kind of draw to want to see the kids more and my schedule changed. Mm -hmm. um, how have you noticed the switch between leaving the kind of traditional big box setting, but also doing that previous to a kid and then having the, the kid in the mix? 
honestly, the only thing I could say is just been stress, like just like constant new stress, right? Uh, I'm grateful for the opportunities that have been presented to me because I've been able to be at home for my son's whole life, like six months of Jackson's life. I get to be a part of a lot of it. And uh, so I'm always there. I'm always available. My workouts have taken a hit, though, because of it. Like I'm still in, I would say, relatively decent shape. I can still throw down if I need to, but I'm not I wouldn't classify myself as I'm in my prime at all. My prime was somebody approached me this week arguing with that. What sense? You're like, look at Eric crushing his calisthenics. He's killing it, baby. Oh. Somebody said that to me yesterday. Mm, thanks. Yeah, that's that's reality right there. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's all perception, right? Like I'm thinking, like you know, like my biggest deadlift was like I think for like 465, and now I probably couldn't pull 400, and I'm okay with that because I'm like, wow, well, I could take 350, like 375 for like five reps or four reps or something. Like I'm as strong as I need to be, but I'm just not completely primed out and nutrition is another thing too like trying to eat enough for me i have such a fast metabolism to try to actually put on size this is just a whole different conversation though um of about dad life so the workouts are are more challenging for me to like get the workouts going something that helps me actually with my mental chatter for the workouts is having a ritual for me the ritual used to be obviously taking some pre-workout like the chemical supplement was like getting my head Zing. in the game yeah and at that time it would stopped even just being about the caffeine because i would do half the dose or a quarter of the dose i just wanted the juice the juice was the flavor and it sparked the memory of like oh this is this is what we do it's a business thing i don't think you've ever done this as well but i've also i like toys and toys will get me excited to work out some toys that make me feel stronger mm-hmm. are not sexual toys Curtis. oh what kind of toys are we talking about here so for example <laughs> something that i wear often um is like my resto weightlifting wraps and those were inspired by you a long time ago you have a, a leather I love those. yeah and i bought a pair just when i think that like they were hard to find for a long time i don't know if you can find them anymore but they're like a leather weightlifting like wrist wrap yeah it's a double strap and it's like belted um i don't need them they don't add anything to my wrist, really. As a matter of fact, I almost put them on loose enough that I'm just trying to sweat into them and constantly break them in. I've been breaking them in for like four years now. But I just like the way that they make me feel and I like the way they make me look. It's kind of like it's a, like a, it's part of the ritual. Like I slap these on and I start to feel like pretty. It's like a football player pretty. I do. It does make me look pretty. But it's like a football player putting on like his shoulder pads and stuff to me. Like for whatever reason, it's part of the ritual that gets my head a little bit more in the game like I'm about to do work. Same thing with knee sleeves. You've seen those hook grip knee sleeves? Yeah. They're not, they're like, they don't add really anything. They're just like a, a little thing. They just keep you warm, baby. But yeah, I just put those like knee sleeves on just because I like how they feel. Honestly, I like how they look. And it's just part of the ritual to kind of get my head in the game. Well, for me, the ritual of exercise is anything that gets your head in the game is a win. Like I, I had a client tell me on Sunday, he's like, I actually just turn on joint level strength or like a class that you're running while I work out because it lets me know it's time to lift. Because mm. he's so used to watching my videos uh, being like, okay, well, here's your workout. Here's how you do it, whatever. Yeah. Um, so he's like, that has become kind of a ritual for me. Like when I start here and you talk trash, I know I need to exercise. And I'm like, yeah. oh man, that's... That's kind of a really off the beaten track sort of sort of thing. I never would have thought I would hear something like that. But the idea of it is um, like it kind of makes sense. It is a, a ritualized thing. It has nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. It has everything to do with like this has become something that is normal for me. Like when I hear this sort of thing, it is time for me to exercise. So that ritual thing is a big deal. When it comes to when it comes to the actual 
workout itself. Like we're talking a lot about getting into the workout. Once you're in the workout, what is what does chatter look like for you? So I think there's different types of chatter. Some of the chatter is pushing through intensity, like being able to persevere through super intense exercise. Let's start there. That's beautiful. I think another form of chatter would be technical chatter, like technical difficulties. We've all had a day, whether it's Olympic lifting, calisthenics, or even bodybuilding, where it's like something just doesn't feel right, or it's just not jiving. I've done handstands where it's like balance is flawless today. And then the next day I'm like balance is off or flexibility is like, I'm so loose today. And then flexibility is off or technical weightlifting, a cue just clicks. And then the cue doesn't click. Like, Oh, no matter what I'm doing, I just like my jerk's not feeling right. My jerk's not feeling right. Like, and you can give me three different cues, but it's still just not clicking. And some days just magic. Right. So there's different types of chatter intensity. If that's where you want to start. Um, my mental chatter has been molded obviously by yourself and other forms of influence, if you will, on how to actually push through things. Um, I have memories of you pushing through things and watching you push and drive through things to assist myself, right? You've been drawn to my brain in exercises before where I'm like, oh man, like I've seen you persevere through struggle and I don't feel like I'm struggling that hard. So if you can do it, I can do it too. And I can drive through. Also things like influence, like Joe Rogan has talked about when he's doing intense things, like say if he's doing weighted chin-ups and he's shooting for whatever number, he's doing weighted chin-ups and it's hard. After every rep, his mental chatter is very focused, just asking himself, can I get another rep? A gun to my head, can I get another rep right now? And then he'll try. And then it's like, rather than just quitting and being like, oh, that's enough, the same question pops in, can I get another rep? Yeah, so there's a few things that I like about that. So like when you start looking at the challenge of a, of a rep right before this, me and the, the Legion barbell squad had a big boy, a big challenge with the weighted glute ham developer. So back extensions, right? And it all started because one of them had that in his routine and he was doing like 50 pounds. And I was like, man, do you want to get really strong? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, well, I asked you for 10 reps and I told you the last set should be a 10 RPE. So you got like a third of the weight on there at best. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like, there, there's no way. And I was like, okay, team challenge, here we go. Yeah. I actually think that there's there's huge value to the social environment of seeing how far things can go if you decide it matters. Mm-hmm. So all I did was I called them over and everybody did it. Even Emmy did it, it did the thing and it was against a bunch of the, the guys that are bigger than her and whatever. I'm like, whatever, it doesn't matter. Give me what you got. Do yours, yeah. Yeah, so we went in there and we all did what we could and we ended up with like three and a half plates per side. So it was like seven plates on the glute ham developer and your range isn't as good and your tempo isn't as good but can it get done yeah yeah these guys all did it they didn't think that they could do it they all did it and that for me all i'm trying to show them is listen if you think it needs to get done it'll get done and that is one of the things that when people know how to push and when to push that's a really big deal and the other thing that you mentioned there that i really like is the concept of you know, I was listening to Joe Rogan and I've had positive influences for the amount of people give social media crap. There are people that put out content and it doesn't need to be the most earth shattering content. Sometimes it can be little stuff. Like I just ask myself gun to my head. Can I get one more rep? Mm -hmm. That's not the most earth shattering thing in the world. That's not research backed or anything like this. But for you, has that been something that helped you get a little bit further? It's definitely pushed me through and get additional reps that I maybe would have quit it on before winning. That's, I think it's really important to give voice to the fact that, yeah, you know, things have changed a lot. 
but there are positives that come with it. We have more access to skill sets than we used to have. I get to help people all over the place in different countries that I couldn't have before. And even with social media, with the amount of attention it gets for all, it's a time drain and all this sort of stuff, it, given in little doses with the right sort of content, it can be it can be really impactful, even if it's just a little thing that you just need to hear. Yeah. The funny thing with the social media thing, though, is it's just like the the human brain, where it's negative perseveres 10 times, to, like 10 to 1. So drama and BS will spread faster than like high quality, like good positive information. Yeah. Well, and I think the, the th- I think I've said this before, too, the they often come back to I think it's actually the research is four to five times more. Um, impactful is negative stuff. So somebody takes $5 out of your wallet, it would be five times more impactful than if they gave you five. Yeah. And that makes sense because you can only be so happy, but you can be all the way dead. So before I ask you your side of the things, technical mental chatter for me, the thing that gets me through tough, difficult technical days, like struggling on handstands or weightlifting, anything like that, it's just the fact that I've done it for so long and I've been so consistent. I haven't really stopped exercising my entire life between martial arts, sports, and then the gym itself. I just know that bad days happen. Since and if, what year? Give me a year. Well, I was in Shotokan when I was a toddler. Ooh, we're talking the 90s. Here we go. Yeah, so, and I was in Shotokan for 10, 15 years. See, and that then, sounds gangster and in then the 90s. Boxing. Since, I haven't stopped working out I since the stopped, 90s. Yeah. Since NOM. But I, so I have so much history under my belt that I know that just bad days just happen and it's better to do what I can on a bad day than just throw in the towel completely. So I'll just go through the emotions. People beat themselves up way too much when they're like, Oh, I'm having a bad day. So I'm just going to quit. I'm like, the bad days are just as important as the good days. Like if not more so because you actually persevered through the struggle, it's easy to have fun and execute a workout on a good day when you feel like a rock star. So I like that, that idea because it, it's two different sides of the thing. It's like, okay, so I can have positive impact is what you're saying. And, you know, I can think about, can I get one more rep and whatever else, but then on the same side of positivity, it can be today I'm here. It's not the best I've ever been. It's not feeling as good as it could, but I'm still going to give it what I can give it today. Mm -hmm. Establishing your best for the day, I think is something I can get way behind. I love that. Yeah. So what about you though, for like intensity, where do you draw to, because I th- I've seen you work out and you have a pretty extreme intensity when you're actually pushing for something. You definitely push harder when you're trying to prove a point, though. I'm just stubborn as hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, you've heard me say this before. I'm like, I'm not even that much stronger than you. I'm just more stubborn. But for me, once I've decided I'm going to do something, I'm going to give it everything that I can get. It. Mm-hmm. Like it's. Well, that where did that me- come from? Where did that draw from? That's not. I don't, I don't know if that's something you're born with. Or if that was something that was taught to you, or is it something that you decided for yourself? I don't know, man. I think that's kind of bred into me because, like, we talked about this briefly last time, like, when we were talking about why we started exercising. And for me, like, I wasn't, when I was going into grade 10, I wasn't even five feet tall yet. And I was definitely not close to 100 pounds yet. I was like 92 pounds or something. I was very small. So my entire time growing up, my sister was three and a half years younger than me, and she was bigger than me taller and heavier Mm -hmm. so for me i was such a little dude that like if i wanted to do anything well i had to push hard it's like when i'd play football in grade six i was the smallest kid kid on the field i was like four feet tall in grade six 
my son's in grade two and he's the height that I was in grade six. Mm-hmm. Like I was small. So I, I, I don't really know, but I, I think that the, w- the way that I go about things once I've decided I'm going to do something is because of that. Like once I decided I was going to do something, I, I had to be all in cause I was, everybody else was so much bigger that it was like, yeah, I got to go. Yeah. So I think that's where that came from. But even like when I started working out in the summer of grade nine, that's like 90, oof, what is it? 98. And when I started working out, it was just body weight. I didn't have any equipment. Yeah. So it was like chin ups, push ups, and I was following a military manual. And it was like, yeah, here's how many push ups of this type, here's how many of this type, and whatever. And I worked up to a lot of push ups, like 100 in a row. I think I did 150 one time. Mm-hmm. But I was super small. So, of course. You know what right? I like when you said, like, people say shit like that? And we're like, oh, I did 150 push ups in a row. And people are like, oh, yeah, I used to do that. I'm like, mm, a, I, yeah. I've done 100 push ups in a row. I know what it takes. It's not like if we're talking it's, high quality. It's like it is grueling. It me is. and you have been in the swimming pool before. Like we're chilling at the hot tub, like in a public swimming pool, and tell a guy, like, guy sits down. I used to look like you too. I'm like, yeah, cool. It, I yeah, I love that because I don't know what you're supposed to say back. It's yeah. like, man, I hope you did. That's great. Like, awesome. Let's be positive about it. I like it. Yeah. The chances of it are actually relatively low, but. Cool. It doesn't matter. I don't care. I'm, I'd like to take him at his word. That's awesome. Good for you. Yeah. But when you say, where did that come from? I think that's something that needs to be cultivated. And I think that I read some research one time about resilience and resilience is one of these things that's really interested. We interesting. We talked about this on the podcast one time. Um, resilience is trainable. Um, it's something that you're going to have kind of a standard amount of based on your upbringing and we talked about like having a stable parent really increases resilience and whatever else but i really do think it's a muscle that needs to be flexed it's also something that you run out of like if you really press on things that require resilience throughout the day you're going to run out of it like your willpower wanes during the end of the day yeah so is that something that's trainable? Yeah. Is it something I, i don't think i'm special by any stretch i think that i just got really used to pushing hard and you flex that resilience muscle regularly. Yeah. But that's the thing too. Like, so that's some influence Joe Rogan's talked about where people avoid struggle, where he goes head in on it. He's like, man, when people like constantly avoid struggle throughout the day, I go head in on it. So it's like for him, I think I honestly, something that helps build resilience is a cold plunge or like ice baths Ooh. or cold showers, like ice showers. That is mental toughness. I've seen you go in glacier water on a mountain before. You're like, well, I'm going to go in this glacier water. I, this is before I actually did any research on cold plunging i thought you were just an insane person i'm like man this guy's just crazy he just wants to go and he just wants to go and flex how tough he is and go in the ice water but i'm like oh that actually has like legit benefits yeah yeah it's also it's also just like can i do it yeah i think this is a question and people often say oh yeah that's just they know boys will be boys i'm like no i think every person really dabbles with this idea of where is it that i end like where can i go and where do i end like we naturally do this in the pool. It's like, okay, how long can you hold your breath? And we compete. And it's just one of these things. And I think that that social environment for people is really good. And when I talk about the Legion team doing that together, one thing that I'm trying to get across to them is like push each other. Let each other know that you can push harder. Sometimes it's not the most physically able person. Like Damien's out there doing this with us and he did great. But Mark came along and he doesn't have the same snatch or clean and jerk as Damien. He's not the same athlete as far as strength but he held up his own like really yeah, good yeah i was Damien, impressed yeah Damien's, i was impressed I that's see right you. that's right mark 
But Damien was looking over and he's like, man, like he's, his back might be better than mine. And, and that it, could just be a mental toughness too, mental resilience. That's what I'm saying. Like, and, and for me, one of the things, the reason that I engage in that isn't, isn't ego. The reason I engage in that is because I think that as a coach, you sometimes just need to show people mentality is so important. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I'm doing it with one leg. Uh, so that leads into the other question of how do you deal with, because intensity and pushing is one thing, but bad days and struggle, like technical difficulties, which you've experienced more so in the last, what, 10 years than you have in yeah. your whole life. Yeah. How's that been? Or how have you, like, how, I, from the outside looking in of the fishbowl, everyone says that you deal with it pretty good, but I've seen bad days too. I know you've had bad days. Like, what's actually getting you through the the bad days, I guess? That's, that's, that's a, a big topic. Yeah. That's a tough one. The, the big challenge with all of that is that it's just kind of going through it. Like, I would, I would say the challenge with neurodegeneration is as high as 90% mental. Like the, when you're talking to somebody that has something going on in the background, the question for somebody that doesn't really know what that's all about that they need to be asking is, I wonder what the background noise is like for them today. Mm-hmm. Cause like for me, I have to think about how I walk. I have to think about most steps of the day, like almost every step of the day, I have to think about getting my foot up so it doesn't drag, mm-hmm. which is tiring, mentally draining. And that taxes that resilience button as well, I think. Yeah. Well, like if I'm doing a set of heavy dips near the end, my legs start shaking and locking out and I can't help it. I think the only way people can relate to that, though, is if they have like a sciatic injury and they they feel it once or twice a day or three times a day. Oh, it hurts when I sit down. You're feeling it almost every step. Yeah. Depending on the day. And like if I'm getting sick, I have a hard time getting out of bed. It's 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 not good. But. Like, I, I don't know how else you're supposed to deal with it. Like, it's the same topic. It's that, the same conversation. It's like, you just, okay, well, I need to do this. I'm going to take the first step. It's weird, though, because you say you don't know how to deal with it, but you deal with it so well, whereas it would put a lot of people into a crippling depression, I would say. Like, it would really lay down a lot of people. So you're dealing with it extraordinarily well from the outside looking in. So much so that, like... A lot of us wouldn't even know unless we saw you stumble or something like that. And then we're like, oh, shit, yeah, I remember. Well, that's not on accident. What people can tell, it's kind of like standing in a room naked, only not having the option for clothes. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's a tough go, that one. But my, like I said, I don't know how, I don't know the, the right answer, right? It's just a matter of, can I get it done? It's like, well, I want to skate with my kids today. It's like, okay, well, the day isn't going very well. <laughs> Better make sure I'm wearing a helmet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I, I can't support on my, my one skate. I can't. I just got to leave both on the ground when I'm striding on that side. But, like, what do you, what do, you do? Like, what's – my question would be what's the options? Like, what are your options? It's either you do or you don't. That's why I say, like, I don't know – I don't know how to say – this is how you need to deal with it. Nor am I narcissistic enough to think I have the answers, but in my, in my view, well, some people it, just wouldn't do it though. Some people just but don't do it. I think that's it. the only two options. Just do or don't like what else is there? 
it's like, am I, am I still going to engage in that? It's like, well, when I stop engaging in that, I don't have the option for it to be better. You like, don't have the option for a good day anymore. Yeah. If you just call it a bad day, then you don't have the option of a good day. Yeah. And I, I we got onto this topic because when I'm challenging my team, that's, I like to call it the global equalizer. At some point, we all need to have our focus on function. It's a matter of how long it's going to be until you get there. Yeah. So 20 year olds can only stay pretty for so long before it matters <laughs> about how good do I feel rather than how good do I look? That's right. Can I, can I get up and walk? It's, we're all going to be there one day. It's a really tough thing to talk about, but it's, it's real. And some of us have to deal with that sooner rather than later and things like that. But when we start talking about the training process of somebody that wants to be competitive, it's like, well, what's the battle that you're fighting? Well, you want to take your system and make it as good as it can be. Well, there's, there's two options. You can fully engage or you can do less. Mm -hmm. And even when it's, even when it's like, well, yeah, I still did my workout. It's like, did you? Like, did you do the intensity that you were supposed to? Like, well, my workout said 70% for five sets of three. Well, I did three. That's good enough. What I'm trying to get across to my people is that at the end of the day, the battle that we're fighting here is entropy. Things are trying to get worse and we're trying to stem that. Mm -hmm. And when you're an athlete, you're trying to push it the other way to be like, I can still get better. And when you're an athlete in your mid twenties going into your thirties, like I was when I was doing my best, it is an uphill battle because your system isn't necessarily wanting to go that road. Yeah. So for me, I just, I think that it really comes back to like this chatter. It's, it's like, well, am I going to do it or not? Yeah. And when, it, when it's a tough day, regardless of what we're talking about, it's like, okay, can I, can I take the first step? Can I engage fully for what I'm capable of today? And with my people, that's what I'm trying to get across to them. And that's, for me, it, it's heavily fulfilling to talk about things in the past where it's like, well, man, I noticed that and it was, it was important to me. It's like, well, that's kind of what it's all about, right? Yeah. And when we talk about the internet playing in on this, like what are, what are we doing right here? Making content for the internet to try to... <laughs> exactly. And that's why I say we have to give it its positive side too. Yeah. Because if somebody can share a human experience and be like, this is the sensations I have to go through. Here's what it takes to get my workout done. It doesn't need to be particularly dignified. So silly point to um, on my cloud drive, I actually have saved motivational speeches that I thought were that fired me up, if you will. And yeah. I have a couple motivational speeches that fire me up and they have like some music and some fades and stuff like that. One of the guys that I listened to, his name was Timberwolf. He was a guy, a trader yeah, in Toronto. Know, you know, know Timberwolf? Yeah, I know him. So he's like in his 40s or his 50s. He a lot of weed. He likes his marijuana. Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, But he's very aesthetic. But I have a motivational speech. Maybe I still have it. But back when I was battling my back injury, he was experiencing a back injury as well. And he, somebody asked him that question, like, how do you still... How do you still work out? Because at this time, I was thinking about quitting. Like, man, my back injuries got me toast. Like, this gym exercise stuff is for the birds. It's not for me anymore because my back's toast. And here he was, super aesthetic, super jacked with the physique that I'm like, man, that's that's goals. In his little speech, he's like, you know, like, I when I was younger, I had more strength, like raw strength, raw power. I could do stuff on a dime and, like, could recover and recharge faster. He's like, now that I'm older, I don't really have that same raw strength but I have a different kind of strength. Like I have like, he's like, my levers are easier. Like I can do front levers and back levers and I can do this and I can do that. So he's like, rather than looking at it, like what I lost and what I can gain, it's just what's changing rather than 
lose or gain? Well, I think that's kind of one of the oh, hacks. I hate that word. It's one of those hacks Light to dealing hacks. with the internet because you're the internet. We all know that what we're looking at is people's highlight reel. But the only backdrop we have to put that against is our reality that day, right? Which I, creates a variety of challenges. When I post my workouts, it's actually all the worst shit that I do. Good job. Imagine yeah. imagine if I posted the good stuff. You're you know, the difference maker, baby. You know. Yeah, if you guys only saw. Yeah. You know what? I used to be able to do that. Like, you know, 375 <laughs> deadlift for five. I'm like, that's my worst for the day. Yeah. yeah. Did a one-arm handstand. That was the worst for the day. You should you, have seen my good stuff. You should start doing that and hashtag it. Yeah. Worst, worst of the day. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, you do a whole deadlift workout and you only post the bar work. New, new trend. <laughs> But seriously, though, when, when, when we see the highlight reels and your backdrop is today was not so easy Mm -hmm. or even looking back at your old highlight reels. If I look back at like the best I ever did with Olympic lifting and compare it to today, it's like, oh man, not there. Like that's tough. But to reframe that and be like, well, but that's not the present. Like to live in the present is actually a very valuable thing because anxiety is fear of the future. Depression is lamenting the past. If you're living in the present with your exercise, instead of beating yourself up for what was or what should have been this week as far as like a goal you had or something like that, but you're like, listen, I'm here. My choices are I'm going to do it or I'm not going to do it. I'm going to choose do it. And then once I'm there... I'm going to do my best to make it that I'm giving what I can today. That's one of the rules of those four agreements. The four agreements. I forget by the author's name. Do you remember it? Dawn something? No, I don't remember. The four agreements. One of the agreements is do your best every day. And your best isn't your absolute best. It's what's your best today specifically. It's transient. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But like... How has um, the internet affected mental chatter in a negative way? I think a little bit of it we could just blame on steroids, Liver King, just <laughs> being put him on blast. When people post, when people post these things, like "Oh, I'm natural," like The Rock, I love The Rock. But when The Rock's sitting there saying, "Like, oh, I'm not on juice," and it's like, "Bro, you're almost fifty, and you look ten times better than you did when you were in your early twenties." Yeah, well, he also has more years training in the game, and he buys organic chicken. Yeah, it's grass-fed <laughs> beef. That's what it is. So there's a variety of things. We can go down a rabbit hole on this one, but I think one of the big challenges, there's you have your informational challenges, like your actual data, hmm. where it's like people have been sold, oh, I need to stretch more. It's like, well, that's not a good narrative. And I've been using chat GPT lately. I'll just go on there and I'll just type in a question because it tells me what the internet thinks. And a lot of it is just, it doesn't have the right nuance. It doesn't have the full picture. So it'll just tell you what the average person is presented. For those who don't know, ChatGPT is an artificial intelligence chat generator. It skims the internet, gives you an answer. For instance, I use it for my business today with my accountant. He was like, oh yeah, we got to pay these dividends. And I went to ChatGPT. I'm like, explain ChatGPT to me like I'm 10 years old. And it used a lemonade stand analogy. It's like, imagine you and your friends start a lemonade stand. Explain dividends? It explained dividends via lemonade stand reference. It's like, imagine you and your friends created a lemonade stand and blah, blah, blah. I I had it write a book for my kid the other day. He likes green geckos. It it wrote a book about green geckos. Yeah. Uh, But it tells you kind of what the internet thinks, right? Yeah. And a lot of it, there's not nuance. It's not... It's not towards your specific scenario. So when I'm talking to people, often it's what they've been presented. And it's not like people are out there intentionally misleading, 
But you see a new trainer, what's the first thing they think they need to do to get clients? Start posting content. Is it going to be the highest level content? No. But somebody might like them. They might encourage them to get started, which is a good thing. But the information that they're putting out, as far as highest truth, where do you think that falls between like one being really low and 10 being the highest possible truth? Well, I know for sure you can't let your knees go past your toes. (laughs) 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 The zombie principle. Yeah. Won't die. No, that's exactly the thing, though, is Don't that break like, neutral spine. people run into these things that are just like it's not well thought out. It's not well applied. It's not necessarily fully wrong either, though. Like somebody says, oh, keep neutral spine. It's like, well, your definition of what neutral spine is is tough. You don't really know why you're saying that and all these things. But is that a wrong thing to say? No. So there's that kind of informational challenge that gets on people and and breaking belief systems that people have because especially with exercise what they think is usually a belief system so it really hurts them if you if you challenge it yeah um but outside of that then you have the expectations issue and like when somebody starts on a diet and they see all these like astronomical before and afters it's like that person looks that way all the time and and it gives them these these hopes and like the average person like i've said before they want to believe in magic they think that, oh, all of a sudden they're just going to look like that. You're a so wizard. like, Yeah, it just ends up giving them these crazy expectations that it really doesn't help their game. And then the third thing is that when people are consistently posting on them winning, it's like, well, you don't... How do we prep a person for when things aren't going well if you're not willing to show them that? Yeah. And I'm the worst for that. Like, I don't post, hey, look what my gate looks like today because I think that'll bring people down. It sucks. And it's really not fun to live in that reality either when it's a tough time. Yeah. Right? You see people do that sometimes on the internet. Like, again, it's nice to see it, but maybe not all the time. It's nice to see that little bit of truth. But I've seen women who are like, look at this pose. Look at this picture of me when I'm posing. And they look oh, yeah, all lean. And then they're like, look at me sit down. And then all of a sudden they get a couple belly rolls and stuff like that. And it's like, oh, you actually look like a normal human unless you're posing for it under some lighting. Yeah, and see, that's, that's authentic. I, I think it's valuable for sure. I just think it, that doesn't work the same in all applications. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, there's a lot of stuff that goes on that can be considered positive and negative. There are people that are actually trying to mislead people out there. Liver King. You know, so, well, that's how about... He, that's what he said. How about <laughs> put this, you know, this TENS machine on your stomach and it'll give you a six-pack. They know that's a lie. It doesn't? <laughs> oh, my be. That's it. Podcast over. <laughs> Thank you for joining us today. You, know, you just put that like on and follow. while you don't ever put your knees oh, past your toes Correct. at the same time. Well, see what you need to do. Is you need to put that on and then do push-ups in the bathtub. Tens machine, <laughs> quarter squats with a glute band on. While doing push-ups in the bathtub to make sure you electrocute yourself. Yeah, super set. Yeah. Super set. Plug it into the wall, though. We want to make sure you do it good. (laughs) At the end of the day, though, like this, this conversation is really just if you're one of these people that is you have a hard time when your motivation isn't there or you're having a hard time getting started or something like that. There's a word for that. It's called normal. Uh, It means if you're one of these people, I think I speak for everyone when I say we've all had that. I had somebody come up to me and say that today that's been listening to our podcast. They're like, I love when Eric does that. I think I speak for everybody. And then I started talking trash about my biceps because of you. But 
Anyways. You have nice biceps. Only people <laughs> talk trash about it. So I think that it's just really important to remember that being a real person, we are going to deal with these challenges. Our choice on how we're going to approach that challenge, we should make that choice before it gets there. And knowing that it's normal can be a big deal. So I know everyone's looking for advice on this topic now, so I'm going to give it to you. I think... <laughs> I think honestly, the best way to break through this habit is it's a little bit of who you surround yourself with. And for me, the greatest difference that it had on my own mental chatter was hanging out with people who I perceived to be stronger than me or who taught me those lessons. And that's guys like you. And that's other, other guys I've exercised with and worked out with. Stop when it. you actually Jeez. see that, uh, the example being set, it's like you walk, like you either, you see them walk the path or they hold your hand and they drag you down the path one way or the other. Like, those friend circles will like push you towards greatness rather than being like, Oh, let's take it easy today. Curtis, don't uh, train too hard today. Why are you even going to the gym? Anyways, you look your body's fine. Curtis, you look fine. You don't need to exercise anymore. So I'm going to say something. I don't say too much stuff. That's really offensive. Okay. Well on the podcast, I don't. Yeah. You try to keep it green. There's people you got to run from. That's there, what I'm saying. And it's, I'm saying case specific. I'm not saying they're bad people, but to your point, when you run into somebody that's like, oh, that's you've got some pain in your shoulder, you better rest. It's like, well, they bought into a narrative that doesn't make sense, and I know that. So instead of being mad at them for it, I'm just going to create space. I'm probably not going to tell them when I'm dealing with something. I'm probably go and talk to somebody who's going to help me through it. And so creating and cultivating the people that you put yourself around and also taking notes for, you know what, I probably shouldn't talk to that person about that. It's like I don't go and ask my mom what I should do for exercise. I ask her about financial stuff because she's a financial planner. That's great. But I don't ask her, hey, what do you think I should do? I got a shoulder. It's like, oh, go see that doctor and take a rest. It's like, Ooh. yeah. So, like, I think it's really important to, to kind of realize where somebody's understanding is and categorize um, how valuable their opinion is on that topic accordingly. Yeah. And you'll run into, the, like, how many times you had somebody say, well, my friend who's an engineer said when it comes to exercise. Yeah. It's like, I don't care what your friend who's an engineer said. What, what's their background in exercise? How well do they know your situation? How, what's their education level like in the field of exercise? What's their experience working full-time? Like all of these things add up. And when it comes to our chatter, we, we can do ourselves a big favor by talking to the right people about the right stuff. Well, and to compound to what I'm saying too, is if you can identify that you're hanging around, like if you're in a friend circle of three people and all three people are super negative and you would like to change that, you either need like one of them to be extremely positive or you need to be that person or you need to walk away. Yeah. Or just choose when you engage with that team. Or choose when you engage with it. Like sometimes you got to create space, but I also don't like it when people say like, oh, just cut them out of your life. It's like, well, I don't. I don't hang around a lot of negative people and the ones that I do hang out with who might be tend to be on the more negative side. I find that my job in that relationship is to try to pull them out of that BS out of that mindset because they're stuck in it. And normally I think that they understand that's what's happening. Isn't it fulfilling when you do though? Ooh, that was a cell phone on the floor. That's okay. Uh, absolutely. Well, it's one of the greatest forms of helping people. Yeah. I think there's, instead of the whole, like, just cut these people out, it's like, uh, maybe they need a hand. Absolutely. Maybe they're going through something. Are they always there? And they're, ooh, something's changed. Maybe they need you. Mm -hmm. Don't be like that. So, yeah, when it comes to self-talk, I think that like, to kind of wrap this whole thing up, the way that you use the internet, like, ask yourself how you feel. And then try to figure out whether that's a, 
it problem or a you problem? Like, yeah. am, am I taking in the right thing right now? Am I perceiving it reasonably or am I a spot where I probably shouldn't be taking that in? And then also looking at it like, okay, so here's what I want to do for myself. Here's what the role that people around me and the outside influence of the internet play. What sort of role do I want to play for other people? The one thing that we haven't talked about is when you get to play that role for other people, it gets easier. The hard part with playing that role, though, is if they, your self-esteem, self-worth, self-value is not high enough. I struggled with that in the past where I didn't think that I could be that person. Like, I'm not that person. I can't be that person. That's other people. That's people like Curtis. Pete Curtis does oh, that. You're there, baby. It I took pretend. you a second. You got there. I pretend. The fact is anybody can take that role. You find somebody who needs a hand up. You don't need to be on any particular footing to give somebody a hand up. That's yep. something that we started working on right away. You can remember me talking to you about this, being like, okay, so with your client, you're worried about doing good enough for them and this, that, and the other. Okay, do you know, know more about exercise than them? Yeah. Do you have more headspace to put into that than them? Yeah. Okay, that's you then. You can give them that hand up. Mm -hmm. Like working on the confidence for people to see how they can have value to other people without being perfect, that's, that's key. That's like when, when somebody starts calling other people hypocrites because they made a mistake or, or they're not living up to their standard that they think and stuff like this. It's like, no, 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 no. You don't have to be perfect to help somebody else. To shoot for something better doesn't mean you're a bad person when you fall short. It also doesn't mean that you're saying I'm better than you because I'm helping you. All it means is that you're going to put in the time to help them out. Yeah. And that's, that is good stuff, man. That, that's some of the best stuff. If there's one thing that I can look back and be like, I'm super proud of people for the following. It's, it's those moments. Like, I didn't think I could and whatever else. is like, no, you could. You were always good enough. You just needed to be there and offer them the hand up. Like that, I think that really wraps this whole thing up nicely. It's like your own chatter is really important. The, the outside influences you put yourself in with the internet and with people around you can be positive or negative. Pay attention to it. And then the third thing Choose the influence that you want to have. And are you, like, I've fallen short a ton of times. I'm currently trying to get a hold of somebody just to say, sorry, I wasn't good enough, man. Like, I, I didn't treat you how I should have. I wasn't good enough. Like, I just, I just wanted to tell you that. I don't need anything from you. I just want you to know that. And that's not an easy conversation. But what's worse than that conversation is not even trying. Yeah. Not even being there in the first place. So in a lot of ways, like, if you f see other people around you that need a hand up, the more you engage in helping them out, the more you realize you don't have to be perfect to be that for somebody. And it's hugely fulfilling when they look at you and say you were the difference. Whew, I think that's also better. The other side of that is the mindset of the person being helped can't be so toxic where they think, oh, this person's helping me because they think they're better than me. Yeah. So identifying that kind of mindset as well. But yes, let's wrap it up there. I like how you tied that in a nice bow. Well spoken, good sir. Mm, indubitably motivational speaker over here grazie grazie well if you guys like this episode drop us a comment on youtube i think we're definitely looking for some uh guidance on any episodes people are interested in hearing about we're kind of just pulling topics off ourselves here things that we want to talk about and find interesting but uh leave those comments on youtube leave us a review on apple podcasts spotify my favorite is when somebody says i i just really need to hear about this like my boy andy saying hey that was impactful i I love it. It's like, yeah, let's, we can talk about that. Let's do it. Yeah. Thanks for being here, guys. Thank you. Thanks for joining us this week. We appreciate your support. 
If you enjoy this episode, we'd love it if you would subscribe, follow, and throw us a like on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts.